You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, at CFRC, 1019 FM, Queen's University Campus. Welcome to another episode of Screening in Kingston. We're streaming in Kingston because we're coming to you uh, during a pandemic. <laughs> and it's we can't go to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we're streaming everything. I get the pleasure of starting the show today because I need to apologize for something that I did last week. I unfortunately mispronounced the name of Camille Nanjani. And I apologize again if I'm still mispronouncing that. But um, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm and, and I, to... I got it wrong, too. I mean, I yeah. think we both mispronounced it, and we mispronounce uh, literally every name. Um, Pretty much. We were just actually having a conversation about how we couldn't even remember the name of one actor who I practiced trying to pronounce his name for days because I knew we were going to talk about him from This Is Us, uh, and then we finally even just remembered his name. Uh, so, yeah, that... Uh, I just call him Mustache. You do call this him Mustache us. Man or Mustache from yeah. This Is Us. It is a teaching moment for me, um, especially because Mr. Nanjani is a person of color. So um, it's almost more important that we make a better effort to pronounce his name as it should be. Because it's a what we would consider maybe in, a, in kind of white Kingston an unusual name, right? So this is just a reminder for me to make a better effort. Um, not just with, you know, white actors, Mr. Mustache, but also with people of color. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We want to get everybody's name correct. Um, yeah. and be inclusive. Know, and it is, it is tough because you, you, especially in the arts, you know, one of the great things about the arts, even though there's, there's always lots of work to do there as there is everywhere, the arts introduces you to a, to a lot of people with diverse backgrounds. And so you actually get... Uh, to, to me, at least, that, that in the sports world, you get the largest mix of, of names. And uh, I, I always think how hard it must be for sportscasters and people who are sort of working with every day to, like, learn all these new names from various different places. And you're constantly having to recheck and double-check. And I was telling Taylor a story about how sometimes uh, an actor or um, even a, a, someone who maybe they're a hockey player or a football player will go half their career with just letting people mispronounce their name and then suddenly say, oh, actually, it's this. Um, so, no, it's good. I think it's good to yeah, get it. Yeah, it's not great. Right off I'd the be bat. pretty ticked. Oh, yeah, for sure. If people went people around mispronouncing always... your name, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah, it's good to, get it, uh, good to get it correct right off the bat. Um, and and uh, just keep trying, you know? He's, he's got, Oh, no, that's all you can do. You can keep Every trying. Every episode will be better. And he, uh, he has a bright future ahead of him as, as an actor, I think, um, regardless of... of uh, Obviously, things are a little slower right now in terms of now I'm getting to actual production of films, but he uh, he's going to have a bright future ahead of him. So we've got to get used to saying the name because we're going to be saying it a lot. I, I have big uh, big thoughts on where he's going in his career, but that's for another day. Um, we've got a pretty big episode today, actually, Taylor. Um, there's I'm a lot. Excited. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of announcements coming today. We'll get to that in a second. We also have a lot of fan questions actually that came in. Um, and, uh, Josh also jumped in, uh, I guess it was my fault that his, his questions last week didn't come through. 
Um, but uh, he's got... Oh, so he asked questions. No, well, no, he didn't. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> this is the, the miscommunication is is uh, that Josh knew that uh, about a little bit about the announcement we're making later today um, on this show. So he thought there was actually a new way to ask questions. Oh. So he was waiting to be told this is got how you, you get. So yet he, he misunderstood. Um, he jumped the gun. He jumped the gun a bit, and I guess I wasn't clear enough. I'll, uh, that's fine. So actually, Josh sent us backdated questions as well as questions for this week. Great. So we've got, we've got about a uh, twenty minutes of Josh ahead of us, uh, <laughs> plus uh, three other people wrote in. I just want to make sure I've got. Yes, okay, there are three. Three other questions did come in as well. So we've got lots of fan questions, but we do have a lot of uh, great announcements coming up today. Uh, very exciting very exciting so shall we get to some of those announcements or shall we keep teasing people let's you know let's force them to listen to the show they have to wait until at least the middle at least the middle okay so so the announcement (laughs) we gotta dangle the the carrot okay cool (laughs) that's good i like that i didn't know where you were going with that though because you said well let's keep people listening to the show and then you paused and I thought, well, okay, what is that? <laughs> like, Building that the anticipation, it? Mike. Building the anticipation, gotcha. Ever the showman over here. Let's, That's me. Let's build the anticipation uh, <laughs> up to um, up to the big announcements. Or at least there's two. I'm going to say there's two big announcements today, and then there's other things that will happen throughout the month of June. So we'll get to those announcements soon. We will start then with fan questions. Um, and let's let's have a little not Josh to start things off, and then we'll go to Josh. Um, let's uh, okay. Let's start off with Akil, who writes in again. Uh, oh no, I can't. Sorry, sorry, Akil. We got to say your question's actually very related to one of the announcements. I got to hold on. <laughs> I, I should have done prep work here. No, sorry, I got to. This Akeel, is part of our problem. Yeah, this, we do no prep. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is you know what, Taylor? I I disagree. Because the days I do prep are the, for, a sh- for our show are, are the days that this happens. I've been <laughs> prepping for three hours for, for today's show. I've been doing notes. I've been getting things ready. Like we have announcements to make. We have things going on. We're organizing a couple things. Like I've been prepping today and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Yet last week did no prep and I think it went totally fine. So I think Yeah, we're very uh, yeah. good at the unscripted. Unscripted, yeah. Once we have to start reading, uh, that's the problem. Exactly, exactly. Okay, why don't, why don't we start off? Exactly. You know what? You do, Yes, you're 100% right. I'm always fine until I have to read something. And then my eyes move so fast that, that the rest of me can't keep up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wait, where am I going? Where am I going? Okay, let's start with Angie. Um, uh, Angie asks, are there any summer movies you were both really excited for that have been moved? Did you have, uh, any you were really looking forward to seeing and now you're just left waiting and wondering? Uh, I know that I love my summertime movies and I'm missing them. So Taylor, any, any summer movies you were looking forward to that you're kind of sitting here going, when am I going to see that movie? Probably the most obvious one is The French Dispatch. Uh, Wes Anderson's <laughs> Okay, I was about to ask you, but then I stopped myself. I was like, why is that obvious? Wes Anderson, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that's the Wes Anderson movie, yeah. Um, to be quite frank, I'm not... I, I know I'm responsible for the headlines for this show, but I don't actually really anticipate a lot of summer movies. Like, I'm not reading the articles and waiting for any, so... I'm kind of just like in limbo anyways. I don't know what I'm missing in a way. 
Um, but I'm sure if someone read me a list of all the movies that have been postponed, you'd be like, Oh, I want to see that. Or yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing. Like I'd say my pick for this is actually just before it would have come out just before the summer, which was a quiet place too. Right. Just because I was so curious as to how they were going to do that as a second movie. And, um, uh, (laughs) speaking of names, I can't even, Oh, this must be a brain thing today. I can't remember the name of the actor. I brought him up a couple weeks ago um, in our Tiger King casting. Very brilliant character actor. He He's supposed to be in it, um, as well as Emily Blunt returning. And that really excited me. I, I went, oh, that's like, that's a really exciting casting. And, and the movie looked so interesting that it was actually supposed to come out in March. So that's a movie that I'm I'm sitting here going, okay, like, I really want to see that. Every other movie I can kind of wait, I think, in the summer. Like, even the summer's lineup, I, I didn't I didn't really think it looked that interesting. But A Quiet Place 2 was something that I was really just curious. Like, how are you going to do this movie? Um, I wish I could remember that actor's name. I'll, I'll have to try to look it up as we go. Can you rattle off some of the movies that have been postponed? Uh, yep, I can, I can rattle off a couple of them. Um, uh, let me see here. I have the list here. I'm just seeing if... I want to try to stick to, I want to stick to Angie's question of, of summer, yeah, the summertime. uh, movies, um, that were postponed. Um, but I can't, a lot of these were still in, in March. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, the James Bond movie, um, the 25th anniversary James Bond movie has been postponed without a new date on it currently. Uh, Soul, which was a Pixar movie that was scheduled for June, uh, is expected... Oh, this is interesting. So the, the movie has not actually been changed, but it's expected to move. Uh, Mulan, which was the live-action uh, remake from Disney. Wonder Woman 1984. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Monster Hunter. The King's Man, which was like the Kingsman movie, but the I guess it's like a prequel. I think it's like World War One. Yeah, yeah. Um, Without Remorse is another film. Uh... Then there's a couple here that they list in the fall that have new dates that were summer movies. So Candyman, which was a horror remake originally scheduled for June, is now coming out in September. That one I'm looking forward to because it's written by Jordan Peele. Yes, Jordan Peele, um, who actually is going to come up in another fan's question of mine later. Jordan Peele's kind of, to me at least, a new young director coming from television, coming from his sketch show comedy yeah that has really found a footing in horror like he's just really gone right in there because he even produced and hosted the remake of the twilight zone huh i don't know if you saw any of the twilight zone stuff but not the news stuff it's it's actually quite quite interesting um sometimes when they remake especially older horror movies i'm kind of like what where are you going with this but yeah it's it's really interesting very kind of unique stories um halloween kills uh, has been removed. Has been moved to a new date. Uh, Black Widow, uh, Red Notice. I, there's even no information about what that movie even is. Um, Godzilla vs Kong, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, a fantasy movie. Free Guy, which was the comedy video game movie with Ryan Reynolds. West Side Story um, has a, has a new date. Coming to America too. What? <laughs> what? See, these, a lot of these, what? I either didn't know were coming out, or really, I could wait. Like, yeah. Eh. Well, a lot of summer blockbusters, you kind of are like, they're hit and miss anyway. 
I guess the reason why Quiet 2 stuck out to me is just because I don't know what how they would make a second of that movie. I haven't seen the first one, so anything you tell me, like all the questions I want to ask you, I know would be spoilers. You haven't so seen the first I can't. movie? No, I haven't seen A Quiet Place. Oh, you should. You're, you're a horror fan. I'm not a huge fan of that actor. Like, not Emily Blunt, the John, guy who played... John um, Krasinski? Yeah. They're married in real life, too, right? They are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his. Has he... I mean, he hasn't done much. I guess I just don't like him in the office. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, how is that even going to work in a horror movie? He's not the you draw, know what I mean? though. He's not... I mean, he's in the movie, but like, I don't know. To, it's to really me, Emily Blunt? Uh, and um, the it young is. actor who plays their daughter. Okay. It's really it's it's really the daughter's story, frankly. Like, if, if that, you know, from, from... It's not like from her perspective or anything, but it is really her journey in a way um so yeah her and emily blunt i would say get the get the majority of the screen time yeah i guess i was also turned off by the fact everyone was like you have to be so quiet you can't even eat popcorn well you i don't know popcorn, who said you that you ruin that's... everyone's experience <laughs> i eat popcorn seeing this movie i mean you don't want to because it's so quiet but like no i mean that's just one of those I don't know. That's just one of those things people say, I think. <laughs> that has no basis in reality, Taylor. You don't have to worry about that. Well, <laughs> you know, people are weird. Be- <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely, people are definitely something. Um, next question will go to Josh for some of his backdated questions. Um, actually, uh, on uh, on topic with horror movies, uh, this question is for you, Taylor. Um, he wants to know, have you watched... Uh, Sorry, Antrim? Okay, I said I was going to watch it this weekend. I wanted to know if you've watched it yet. I was going to watch it this weekend, and unfortunately the weekend just got away from me because the weather was so nice. So um, I do fully intend to watch it, and I will give a review. Okay, so he, he wanted you to know that he thinks it's an extremely weird experience. That they did a good job uh, selling the cursed movie experience aspect of it, but then it got very hard to remain absorbed in the actual movie. So huh. there's a couple other things he mentions, but I'll wait until maybe you see it and we'll come back to this. But it it's inter- it sounds interesting because of this cursed movie aspect around it. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to get your thoughts then. Maybe you guys can uh, can come back to that once you've watched it. Cool. Uh, he wants to know uh, from me, who is your favorite uh, character in the MCU? Also, which actor gives your favorite portrayal of Batman? Um, well, Batman's tough <laughs> because, I mean, I would say like either Christian Bale or, or Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton's the the better Batman overall, but but I liked the Christopher Nolan movies, so they're good. But I mean, I really, I've liked every Batman but George Clooney, so I don't know Fair if enough. I have a problem with any one particular person playing was Batman. Was Val Kilmer yeah. Batman? Yeah, Val Kilmer was very good. Like, Val Kilmer made a good Batman. Um, so, I, I yeah, I don't really have a, any problem with any of the, the, the Batman, as it were. Um, I'm so excited to see Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I, so am I, actually. I'm very excited for this movie. So, I, I'm actually really pumped to see what they do with it. Um, and I actually think he's a great actor. So, I, I think it'll be very interesting. Um, favorite character in the MCU? I mean, you know, if, if anyone who, who knows 
my interest in superhero movies, like my favorite characters are always kind of the, the same type. It's, it's, it's Captain America, hands down, because I like Captain America and I like Superman. I like the idea of one person having the feel or having the, the drive or that, they're, that they want things in the world to be better and feeling that it's them versus something. I've always felt that to be interesting, trying to sort of stand, stand above the way everyone behaves and try to be, be the light and the beacon of hope. And, and I find that it creates the most drama because the world is never what you think it is. The world has so many shades of everything that you, you can't be that type of character. So to me, it com becomes the most conflict and leads to some of the most interesting storylines. So that's why I would pick like Captain America and like Superman have always been my favorite because I think there's so much you can do with that because it's so challenging to try to keep a certain ideal that they have in, in an ever-changing, ever-growing world and the characters that change and grow end up becoming the most interesting, with which both of those always do. So that's kind of my answer there. Um, for both of us, he wants to know, would you rather be able to watch one movie a month or have to watch a two-hour or longer movie every single day. So you're only allowed to watch one movie a month or a over two hour long movie every single day. I don't know, I'd probably watch a movie every day. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to limit it to a month. Even if I was forced to watch it a day, I don't mind. I, I almost at times watch a movie every day. I'd say in terms of the amount of streaming. Like you think, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to watch a 20 minute episode, which then you end up watching like six 20-minute ep episodes. <laughs> which ends up, yeah, exactly. Is, which is like couple movies. the length of a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree. I don't even think that's a choice. If I was yeah. I, I, if I was limited to one movie a month, I would say, no, not at all. Make me watch That to me sounds like the punishment. Day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would be like, what? I'll watch a movie every day. No problem at all. Um, okay, next question. Come, We'll go away from Josh here for a second. Oh, okay. Um, um, Sadie, Sadie asks... Uh, which of the new, oh, sorry, with the new film from SNL star Pete Davidson coming out soon, do either of you have a favorite SNL cast member who turned into a movie star? Um, is that the Staten Island, Staten yeah. Island King movie? Is that the yeah. one? I didn't, what, coming out soon, is it coming to streaming platforms? I, yes. I didn't even hear anything. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Um, Favorite SNL turned movie star? I mean, to me, I, I still think the one I always think about first is Eddie Murphy because he, he's the only SNL star I can think of who has both done drama and comedy and should have been nominated for an Oscar multiple times. I think he was nominated and, and didn't win for um, Dreamgirls, but then yeah. should have been nominated uh, this past year. I don't know if you saw, he was in a... Netflix film. Um, again, I can't remember the name of it today. Um, oh yeah. But I, I remember everyone talking about it, and like I, I wanted to see it. Yeah, it was Dolomite? very. Yes, my Dolomite is, is Dol my name. That's it. Yeah. Dolomite is my name. Eddie Murphy was phenomenal in that movie. Um, I to me, I think in terms of uh, someone to come out of there and become a true star i think eddie murphy's a household name he's done everything he's done comedies he's done drama he's done uh musicals he's, he's done everything so i to me it's got to be eddie murphy i'm not a huge snl fan um like i don't follow it now i grew up watching mad tv oh okay so that's that was kind of the sketch comedy that i was into but I know a lot of 
alumni from SNL have become quite household names in terms of comedy. Um, if I had to pick a favorite, I'd pick Will Ferrell. Just yeah, because yeah. <laughs> his, I don't know, his movies are a little bit silly, but I always enjoy them. And in terms of his um, performances on SNL, mm-hmm. he was really funny on SNL. He was, he was really so, funny, yeah. Nicole used to own the best of Will Ferrell on DVD and we would just watch his old SNL skits like over and over again. We learned how to do the perfect cheer and like would perform it together. (laughs) So I think just in terms of like a cultural touchstone for me and in terms Mm -hmm. of memories, um, I would pick Will Ferrell. Yeah. he's, He's definitely the king of comedy for sure. Yeah. And there was a, I think if I spent more time thinking about my favorite comedians, um, I would realize there are a lot more SNL stars. Like, um, oh, uh, I can't think of their names, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> but, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, in the late 80s and early 90s. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, there's um, a huge group that came through out of there. Yeah. Billy Madison. Oh, well, Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. So even though his his season is considered like one of the worst, mm-hmm. and I think he got fired after half a season, and like him and his cohort, yeah. but they went on to have really great yeah. comedic I, careers. Maybe Adam Sandler would be similar in what I was saying with with Eddie Murphy, whereas at least Adam Sandler has done a multitude of things, yeah, um, and has done some drama and more serious roles. I just think I don't know. I just think with Adam Sandler, to me, his his the bottom, like the the bare worst of his work, is like worse than most things. So to me, he levels out because his best is great, but then his worst is just so thrown together and lacks heart at times. Where I've I don't know, even for Will Ferrell, I've never gotten that sense. Like I feel like Will Ferrell like jumps into every role and she's like, I'm doing this. Whereas Adam Sandler got that big contract with Netflix, and I feel like he just and they're all B movies. Yeah, there's like I'm just gonna throw out movies just for the sake of it, which to me is like, well, that's not. I mean, that's the point of being a star, but that to me, that's never been the point of like making films and you know doing your kind of doing it for the for the art side. So to me, Eddie Murphy and is a little bit more of the, like, I'm trying to take this seriously. The same with Will Ferrell. I would say that as well, because there's nothing wrong with comedy. Um, so they're taking it a little more seriously. But no, you have a good point there. I think that they've all come out, and, and pe- everyone probably knows those names, right? Like Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, Eddie Murphy. People know those names. Was John Candy on SNL? Uh, John Candy, I think, was on um, SCTV. Okay. I believe that was, because he was with Rick Moranis, and there was another very well-known comedian that was also, and I think they all did SCTV. I think because that was the sketch show. That's also the era of comedians that I'm thinking of, right? Um, who like could have been on SNL, you know that kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. I don't know. I don't think SNL is the be-all and end-all of comedy i guess is what Mm. i'm trying to say Mm. but there's like an era of that like eight late 80s early 90s of comedy that i like yeah but will ferrell would be my favorite of the snl crew probably it's a good good pick it's a good pick okay let's uh we'll 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 go through uh the rest of josh's questions from this week and then we'll hear from akil right into our big announcement because that's going to yeah. lead in quite well. So let's, uh, Josh starts off this week's email with, 
Uh, Michael, to quote from Star Trek Into Darkness trailer, enjoy these final moments of peace, for I have returned to have my vengeance. Show, so shall we begin. That also line was changed for the movie. Um, I think uh, it was only kept in the trailer, or like a part of it's in the movie anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, so for both of us, he wants to know, what is your uh, favorite movies, uh, or uh, movies directed, produced, or written by a person or people of color? So any movies that would be um, directed by, by a person or any people of color. So I'll admit that this is just like it's difficult for me to list female filmmakers. It is difficult for me to list favorite um, people of color directors. It's a blind spot. A lot of it has to do with accessibility. You know, our mainstream film community does not celebrate diverse voices. So a lot of the film I see is certainly very white mm -hmm. in terms of direction and writing and production. That being said, I do have a couple picks. Mm -hmm. Get Out by Jordan Peele, mm -hmm. yep. which I think is on your list as well. Yep. <laughs> um, you can't deny, even though like there's, I have problems with Get Out, but I can't deny the power of the writing behind that. And that's to me. What like, a unique idea, right? Exactly. Like the, the, the way Jordan Peele thinks of things and the creative mind, you cannot deny not only the talent there, but the uniqueness that that movie gave. So even though I have problems with maybe the direction of the film, he, he, I think it's one of the best written <laughs> movies I've seen in the past couple of years. So I couldn't He's agree He's definitely more. a fresh voice. Oh, for sure. In horror. Um, I did not like Us nearly as much as Get Out, but you I. know, sophomore slump, and a lot of people did like it, so. Yeah, that's the thing, is I, I was kind of more on your side of it, and I didn't really like it either, but a lot of people did, so. So, you know, just like I didn't like Hereditary, there's different films for different people, but I am interested to see his future work, because I don't think, I, you know, Get Out and Us, that's kind of his filmography at this point um in terms of major films so i am very eager to see what else he's going to contribute to the horror to horror canon and if he decides to go away from horror back to comedy i'm sure i'll check check it out do you think though that jordan peele is going to become for horror what like Christopher Nolan has become for blockbusters or how Wes Anderson can create worlds. Like it might be like he wants to be known as this great, unique horror director. You know, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think as a genre, I would appreciate that because we've kind of gone away. You know, um, I think of M night Shyamalan. He was like very much like an auteur of horror. And, you know, you had eighties directors that, like um, Wes Craven, but we don't have those same um, Wes Craven was who I was thinking of. We just don't have sort of auteurs of horror that we did. So I would welcome Jordan Peele to develop a really consistent body of horror film mm -hmm. uh, and to have a unique voice in the genre. So I'm just waiting to see what else he's going to do. Another favorite I have is Black Dynamite by Scott Sanders. If you really enjoyed uh, Mike, 
if you really enjoyed My Name is Dolomite. Yeah, Dolomite is I, my name, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, you would probably like Black Dynamite. Okay. Because it's a spoof on black exploitation films of the 70s. Oh. But it's films like it is the 70s. Like, so it's really fun. It's It has things to say, but it's just a fun movie. Okay, I'll, I will um, check that out. And then I have two documentaries because my suggestions would be a miss without documentaries. As everyone knows, I do in, enjoy them. I have um, 13th, directed by Ava DuVernay. DuVernay. A Sorry? Ava DuVernay? Yes. That was another name I tried to practice prior to the... <laughs> Honestly, again, it, it you know, you will, you can find people pronouncing it seven or eight different ways out there, but that's the way I've heard her say it. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's go with her pronunciation then. And then I Am Not Your Negro by Raul Peck. Mm-hmm. Very so those movie. are my two documentary and then my two film suggestions. And those are all African-American directors. Um, my So everyone knows that I like Black Klansmen. And, and I went on a bit of a rant about how I didn't understand why Spike Lee wouldn't be nominated for Best Director. And people were complaining about something with editing. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I, I'm going to throw out the fact that Black Klansmen's for sure on my list. But that's not the movie I want to talk about today. Um... I want to talk about a movie by what is my also my pick if anyone ever asked a question like who's a young director that you're really like looking forward to because we talked about Greta Gerwig uh, before and we've talked about um, well today we talked about Jordan Peele but to me Ryan Coogler is one of these directors that you're gonna see a lot over the next 10 or 15 years because for me he's three for three on his movies and his first film not not short films but long like major films his first film was a film that came out about, I think it was six or seven years ago. I'm not too sure what year it came out, but Fruitvale Station. Um, and it also stars Michael B. Jordan. So Ryan Coogler directed uh, Black Panther and he directed Creed. Michael B. Jordan were in both of those as well. Mm -hmm. And this was their first movie together. Um, and it is, it's phenomenally done. It's phenomenally written, first of all, but the camera work and the, the, the very close, um, almost feeling like you're in the situation with this character that you're following. Well, Michael B. Jordan plays a character that you're basically following around and throughout the evening and throughout the day as he he really comes across people that he knows in his community. He interacts with police officers. He interacts with family. He interacts with people he has a really bad history with. And it's this really interesting character story told in a very, very condensed way. But you can see from the beginning the potential that this director has. So Ryan Coogler's got now three, to me he's three for three on his films, and even with, we were talking about Jordan Peele, for me he's kind of one for two, where I really liked his first film, but but didn't really like his second one. Ryan Coogler's three for three. Uh, I really think that Fruitvale Station's a really, really great movie. People should check it out. I, I don't think I've seen it on any streaming services yet, though. Um, I have no idea if it's out on, on maybe one I don't have. Uh, but that's definitely at the top of my list for sure. Um, I've always been a Spike Lee fan, so Black Klansman uh, is is a great one one of my favorite movies um, of his. But Fruitvale Station and Ryan Coogler being an up and coming director, I think you're gonna uh, 
note that name, Taylor, and remember it for the next 15 okay. years because he's going to be important. Got it. Like, I think, I think there's a Coogler. couple Oscars in this guy's future for sure. I just want to make a quick correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul Peck is Haitian, not oh, okay. African American. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to uh, correct that before we go forward. Oh, I thought of another. I thought of another movie. Um, uh, the Hughes brothers. So that's um, Alan uh, Hughes, and I believe his brother's name is Albert. I'm gonna have to look that up. Albert Hughes. They did the Book of Eli. Um, which was a movie starring Denzel Washington. I, again, I don't think a lot of people liked that movie, but I thought it was really good. And they were also produced, they, they were like a team to produce, um, a movie called From Hell, which was a movie in the early 2000s, um, that Johnny Depp was in, but one of like the better ones. Um, but the book of the Oh, I like From Hell. Yes. So they were, they were the producing team behind Jack the Ripper. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so it is, so yes, it is Albert, uh, Hughes and um, Alan Hughes, who were the directing team of the um, Book of Eli, uh, which is kind of post-apocalyptic, but they both, as a producing duo, have also produced some very interesting, kind of along those themes of, like, a little bit of horror, but it's really either post-apocalyptic or something a little bit fantastical. So uh, Book of Eli is another one that I think uh, that that directing pair, the brothers, um, did a great job as well. So to me... Fruitvale Station is the one I, I want to like suggest to people because I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Go out and find that movie, um, watch it, um, kind of send in your thoughts. I'd love to hear what people think. Perhaps about it. rent it from Classic Video. Yes, yeah, Classic. Go rent it from Classic Video. They. Will, I mean, uh, you'll have to check, but I've I've never not found what I'm looking for there. You know, I wouldn't uh, mind a rewatch of that movie. Maybe I'll see if it's. Um, if it's at classic video, because yeah, I, I haven't never, I've never not found a movie yeah. <laughs> there. So, um, but thank you, Josh, Josh, for that question. Uh, just one more question from Josh for each of us. Uh, he wants me to know that a whale has been seen as far up river as Montreal. Was this a scout for the whale invasion or just a lost humpback? I did hear about this. It is scary to me. I've always been <laughs> frightened of whales. Um, yeah, there was a whale near Montreal, so that's kind of scary because. I believe that uh, a river flows through Montreal, so the yeah, whales... but a whale swim in a river. Yeah, and that's scary, Taylor, because the <laughs> next thing they're coming for is the land. So just keep that in mind, everybody. Um, and then Taylor, he wants to know from you. You mentioned before that one of your greatest fears was nu- was nuclear holocaust. Have you ever watched the One Hundred? If so, what did you think of it? No, is that a TV show? I think so. I'm not actually familiar with it, but I think it's a TV show because I think I've seen I think things it's on a Netflix. TV show. It. It's yeah. like they're the hundred people that are left, as far as I know. Like, okay, a nuclear conflict has decimated civilization. Ninety-seven years later, a spaceship accommodating humanity's lone survivors dispatches one hundred juvenile delinquents back to Earth. What? <laughs> There's seven seasons. What is this? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Um, That sounds... Okay. I've never seen it, but it does sound interesting. It's like they decided to colonize the uh, Earth. I don't know why they chose kid criminals, you think, but maybe that's all part of the fun. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. No, I've never heard of it. Hmm. 
Um, I did miss, he had one more question for us, but I think this is going to be impossible for us to answer, especially today. Um, what is your favorite movie line or quote? I don't know if I could remember <laughs> enough lines or quotes today. I'm having such a hard time with names. But do you, do you have a memorable movie line or quote, Taylor, that you... The one that always comes to mind is, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Right, of course. From Gone with the Wind. Just because it's so memorable. Um, but aside from that, I really can't think of any specific... Dan has such a good memory, like, all day long. He'll be quoting movies and lines, and I think, oh, that's funny. You came up with a funny joke. No, he's just quoting a movie. <laughs> but I'm not one of those people. Like, I cannot really remember a lot of dialogue or certain phrasing. So this isn't a great question for me. Yeah, I on, under most days, I would have no problem coming up with a bunch but I don't know why, I just can't. Today is just not a day for my memory. Um, I remember sporadically very specific actors who just like, there's something about them as an actor that sticks with me that, that I, I remember their way of saying certain lines. Their delivery. But, exactly, like their delivery of it is what made me more interested than the line itself. Um, a, lot of, a lot of, for me, the memorable kind of movie lines are often in the delivery of it. So, yeah, it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint one, but maybe I'll think on that as well. Um, but, yeah, today is, not, today is not a day for remembering things. Um, okay, so now, Akil, we can do your question because it, it really has to do with our announcement. You're, you're right on brand today. Um, Akil asks, Hi again, sorry for another question coming in to your team, but I've heard about a movie club that you're doing. How do, can I join? Is there a fee or something? Thank you. Um, first of all, you don't have to apologize. You can write in every week if you want to, Akil. I mean, Josh does. Um, <laughs> so we can't stop him. We can't stop Josh, so <laughs> you can write in as much or as little as you wish. Um, yeah, the movie club. That's that's kind of leads us to all our drum announcements roll. today. So, oh, Are you doing a drum roll? Yeah. Good. I'm so glad you didn't just... Sometimes you say... You get in a habit where you say something and you want like a some sort of sound cue in yeah. there and like I, I then I have to edit it in but it's good you you do this drum roll and then I don't all right cool <laughs> so <laughs> so our big announcement is we have launched a brand new website Woo! so it's screeninginkingston.com is now live now there's a lot of stuff around this because we're not the announcement just isn't oh we're launching a website like everyone has one you know get with the program who cares uh, yeah who cares um <laughs> Uh, that's actually, Taylor, I will say, one of my favorite movie lines, and I don't even remember what movie it's from, is someone says something, and you just hear crickets, and then someone in, like, an audience from a distance is like, nobody cares! <laughs> and, like, that type of thing always makes me really laugh. But anyway, um, so yeah, we've launched a website. ScreeningInKingston.com is now live. There's a lot of stuff I'm going to walk through the website right now to talk about, but to answer Akil's question specifically, you can now sign up to be part of our next movie club which we have announced on the website and we're going to talk about uh today is um we we're going to have you sign up through the website um to participate by simply filling out a really short form you, we just need your name uh an email that we can reach you and then what we're going to do is each week before we go to record 
a couple days in advance, we'll send you a short form fillable where you can actually put in your thoughts and rate each movie. So this way you can, you can stream along with us like you did last time, but you don't have to just go into your email and find our email and write all these things. Like it's a form fillable that will specifically ask you, what rating would you give this movie? Can you give us some thoughts on it? Those types of things. So you can write right in that form and send it along. A really easy way to interact. So screeningandkingston.com is the website. You can go to screeningandkingston.com slash movie club to get right to the movie club. Um, there's also some other fun things we're going to do on the website. But before we do that, why don't we talk about the movie club films that we're doing and then we'll go back to the website. Does that sound good? So exciting. Yes. Oh, cool. Best idea. Cool. All right. So let's talk about, we're going to do three, um, three films this time for the movie club as opposed to four because we're just going to finish off June with one film a week for the next three weeks. And we decided um, to take uh, another fan's suggestions for this one because we, we took a fan's suggestion last time. Um, we're going to do Canadian films. We've yeah, picked, leading up to Canada yeah, Day. Yeah, leading up to Canada Day. Um, and I believe Nicole gave us that suggestion. Your friend Nicole Correct. gave us that suggestion. And we're taking it. Now, Nicole, I want to uh, apologize. I didn't take any of your film suggestions. Uh, you sent along lots of great suggestions. I didn't take any of them. Um, and when I was putting together a list, I, I put together a big list, sent it to Taylor. We talked back and forth. We picked three films. Um, we did use the CBC Gem app, though. Um, so thank you for that suggestion. And we think we've picked three very fascinating films. So let's talk about those right now. So coming up next week for our first film on June June 16th is when we'll talk about it, is a film called Black Cop. It's available on CBC Gem. This stars Ronnie Rao Jr. People will know him from Star Trek Discovery and New Eden. Um, he plays a beat cop in the East Coast City uh, who impulsively spends a day treating white civilians the way that white cops treat black people. Um, the, you know, we, we did obviously pick this film so we can do our very little part in having conversations around a lot of the things going on in the world. Um, as we've kind of talked about before, we both believe film can really be a great spot to have these conversations. It can bring up a lot of different um, sides and perspectives and allows you to, to have discourse um, when it comes to the things you see in film. So to me, this was really one of the best ways we could talk about some of the things going on right now is to talk about a movie that directly addresses it. So that's why we, we chose Black Cop. Yeah, we tried to pick one a little more timely. Mm -hmm. And and I, I'm actually, from reading a lot about it, I'm actually really fascinated and by this film. I think it went to TIFF, if, yeah. I, if I remember correctly. Um, but uh, it, it, to me, it's, it looks fascinating because it looks like it's kind of a stylized, it's described as a stylized psychodrama, but also a satire. So it's, it looks like it's going to be a lot of interesting things in there. So as a film... Uh, in general, I'm, I'm really, really fascinated by it. Um, June 23rd, so the week after, where you've got a film from Quebec called The Ravenous that's available on Netflix. So this film is about a zombie plague uh, that goes through a rural Quebec town. Um, a scrappy band of survivors join forces to flee the infected hordes um, in a thriller. So that, again, we... Because it's Canadian film, I wanted to see if we could get something that's uh, from French Canada, from Quebec, and this sounds Their film really... industry dwarfs the rest of Canada. Without question. <laughs> there's like... So it would be no horrible. In my mind. We would have been 
the worst people not to include a Quebecois film. Well, I, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing is, is it it's unfortunate that Canada's film industry isn't stronger. Um, it yeah. really is, but. I really think that the the films that come out of Quebec are some of my favorite Canadian films of all time. So I'm very fascinated to see this one, and it's nice to um, it's nice to get different themes in as well. With Black Cop, we have something that's going to be clearly a, a a drama, but it's it's also kind of got these satiric and and qualities to it. Whereas this film, it's a horror movie, um, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting to see kind of what that's like. And then the final movie to finish off the club on June 30th is The F Word, which is also available on CBC Gem. So that movie, um, more people probably have heard of this one. Daniel Radcliffe stars as well as Zoe Kazan as two very nice people in Toronto who are trying to be friends despite their unavailable attraction in a smart, sharp sharp rom-com which turns a millennial update of when harry met sally so this one we've we've heard a little bit more about and taylor you said you might have seen this very long time ago i saw it in theaters you saw it in theaters okay and i saw it at the cineplex okay which is again a little unusual yeah. for canadian film yeah yeah i've even so, heard of this movie before so it clearly good. was a bit of a uh, maybe a more of a box office success than most canadian films are yeah so there you go. We've got uh, Black Cop. We will be talking about that movie on June 16th. The Ravenous, which we'll be talking about on June 23rd. And The F Word on June 30th. And as I said, I, I really recommend if any of you want to participate um, and we want you to, go sign up on screeninginkingston.com. We will send you all the information. Uh, same about the CBC Gem app. It is a free app. They're, everything there is free, so... You know, it's, it's easy to download, but we will send that information directly to you. We'll also get your feedback on each of the three films as we talk about them each week. I'm excited. Yeah, it's really going to be fun. I think it's, it's always nice to, I think we've picked three films that couldn't be more different, but all of which are going to be fascinating to see where the stories go, but also coming from the fact that this is all Canadian produced, Canadian filmmaking. Um, it's going to be interesting to, to take a look at them. For sure. Other things about the Screening in Kingston website that I want to point out um, are now it's it's going to be a little even easier for everyone to contribute to the show each week. This was the thing that Josh was confused about before, so I'll clear that up right now. If you go to screeningandkingston.com, right on the homepage, every single week there will be a form that you can fill out with your fan questions. So if you don't want to go through the hassle of finding our email and figuring out what our email is and just remembering what it is, all you have to do is go to our website, fill out the, there's just three things to fill out in the form. Just We just need a first name, your email, and your question and comment. It's right there under a section called Contribute to the Podcast. It's right on the homepage, or you can go to the Contact Us page. Either way, it's a form that takes two seconds to fill out, and you can get all your fan questions in each week. So you can go right to screeningandkingston.com and fill out your fan questions. Taylor's favorite uh, section. It is true. It couldn't be easier. Couldn't be easier. So, keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to point out about this website is we've added a new section to put some different things up on, on the site called uh, a section called Why We Love. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to do some writing, Taylor and I, 
um, where we're going to give God you... help us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, can't really... read. We'll find out if we can write. Yeah. I know that's the thing. Like if you, <laughs> Taylor, I, and I will say like, if, if, you know, if we're in, if we're in a situation where we're also now writing each week, it's like, okay, now in, in addition to making sure we're saying things properly, I got to check my spelling and grammar here. Like that's We are tough. probably going to get canceled. <laughs> Within oh, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I, I think it'll be all right. I mean, I think that, uh, I think people will actually, I do think people will like what we're doing here because what yeah. we're doing is, is each, each month we're going to come up with a different theme and we're both going to write why we like something particular within this theme. So I'll give you an example because maybe that's a little confusing. June is Pride Month. People celebrate pride across the world. Um, there, there, unfortunately, is a canceled Pride Parade that, that happens every year in Kingston. It has I heard it's canceled. going virtual. It is going virtual, but they, they can't, unfortunately, be outside and actually have the, the party because of everything going on. But they, it will be virtual. Um, so I guess I shouldn't say it's canceled. It's just now moving to virtual world. Um, but because of Pride Month, we've decided to talk a little bit about um, some of our favorite uh, LGBTQ plus queer films. So we're going to be diving into um, some some films that maybe maybe there are filmmakers that we want to talk about. Maybe there's specific films. So the first thing that I wrote is is called Why I Love Love Simon. Um, people will remember it was one of my favorite movies of 2018. Uh, I wrote a little thing that will debut this Thursday. So it's probably going to come out every like Thursday, Friday, near the end of every week. We'll write something so it doesn't come out the same day as our podcast. We'll always maybe preview what we're talking about. But each week we'll do something a little different around uh, Pride as the theme. So I'm going to be talking about why I love Love, Simon this week. And then we're going to hear from Taylor next week. And we don't know what Taylor's going to talk about. I have something up my sleeve, but again, I gotta keep y'all coming back. Well, yeah, we don't don't give it away now because we <laughs> we want uh, we want to release that each week. But why why we love will be a nice section of the website where we have a chance to really talk about our love of film and why we enjoy films around different themes. And I think you know sometimes, at least when when there when there were movies in the theater, we had to make some hard choices between going to see certain movies and what movies to talk about and what not to because we have a bit of a time constraint. This will open things up. If we can't yeah. have time for it on air, if we can't figure it out, then we will be able to write about it. We'll be able to do things there. Um, and the good thing about this website is, hey, if we want to throw up an extra 20-minute movie review that will launch on the website only, then we'll do it. You know, there's there's other things that we might do with this site as well. So we're pretty excited about it. Go to screeningandkingston.com to get all your information. Cool. So there you go. That's the big announcement. There will be more news, though, coming from us later in June. So stay tuned as we release more things. But step one was a new website. Um, we're making moves. We're making moves. So, yeah, just to remind everyone, it's screeningandkingston.com. The homepage has all your information about how to contribute to the podcast each week and how to write in your fan questions. You can join the movie club, and you can read um, some of our thoughts as to why we love different uh, different films. So go to screeningandkingston.com and uh, check it out. Before we end today's episode, because we're almost done, uh, Taylor, did you want to give us a quick rundown of anything that you've been streaming recently? I know you said you didn't have time for a movie this weekend, but have you streamed anything interesting? Dan and I started and finished the IT Crowd. Okay. Which is a channel for British production. Yeah. Um, super funny. It wasn't what I was expecting. It's almost like each scene is a little sketch. 
that contributes to the overall story. It's the only way I can describe it. Very, you can tell it was inspired by Monty Python. Just kind of the zaniness. The zane, yeah. So I really liked that. And I started the new season of Queer Eye. Oh, Season five. They're in Philadelphia. Um, I thought that show wasn't coming back. Well, season five debuted this week oh okay i i don't honestly i don't watch queer eye i just i thought i had seen in the news somewhere that it wasn't coming back maybe oh i I hope not i hope this isn't the last but this is you were explaining this to me i remember like months ago this this is actually a remake of an original series that was called queer eye for the straight guy right like it's the same producing team is it not i don't know um who's responsible for the production Mm. the i guess the biggest difference between this new version and the old yeah the old one very much was focused on uh, doing sort of life makeovers for straight men. Okay. Um, and that was kind of the, not the joke, but that was kind of like the the hook, right? Like sure. the, these straight men don't really know how to dress or cook. So gay men are going to come and teach them how to dress well and do their hair and everything. Yeah. So the new version, it's still a queer cast. Yeah. Um, but they aren't necessarily remaking just straight men. You know, there's all different identities, different genders, different races, all different walks of life, and the emphasis is just really on improving their life overall. Oh, okay. So I didn't watch the old episodes. But these new ones are just really nice, feel-good stories. I've heard know? that. I've heard, like, if you want, like, a nice, feel-good story, each episode has, like, a really nice, feel-good aspect to it. Yeah. So I really, even more so now because of the pandemic, if you're looking for just, I don't want to, I don't want to say as far as inspirational, but just, like, hopeful, like, really wholesome whole whole oh my gosh um just yeah nice nice stories yeah you're gonna have to edit out my word fumble there that's all right (laughs) i I will i will edit out the word fumble (laughs) (laughs) all people will see will hear is our discussion of your word fumble Yes. Because I won't edit any of this out. I'll just edit that's, the fumble. That's what they come for. Yeah, and then we'll talk about how you fumbled your words yeah. there. But yes, no, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And, and that's, hey, and I, I will say that if, if you know, if times continue the way that they are right now, you, you need some feel-good stories. And, and any time you can suggest something on a streaming service that is going to make you feel like there's hope, then great. And, and it sounds like this show it, it's just called queer eye now that right yes. like that's just that's the name of it okay so it sounds like queer eye fits that it gives you hope and it's got lots of feel-good uh stories to it which is great yeah so those that's what i've been streaming wow that's good yeah that's uh i i wish i had something new to contribute to streaming um but i'm doing that thing we talked about before where you just continuously watch the same things over and over again because you need some comfort um yeah. I, I don't even know. Like, Taylor, I don't even understand it. Like, I have been so just, I don't know what it is. I just can't bring myself to watch anything new. I'm just like, I'm going to throw on some, some Star Trek or I'm going to throw on 
Bones or Modern Family or Key and Peele or, or any of I the get things it, I used though. to like when I was younger. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get it. It's, yeah. it's like the pandemic takes so much brain power to navigate what's going on mm-hmm. that, you know, the brain is tired. Yeah. It doesn't want to have to think necessarily. So just put on something that's nice and easy and familiar. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely get it. Definitely. Definitely. But maybe try Queer Eye. Maybe. I mean, to me, that sounds exactly like what I need is something that I'm just like, at the end of it, I'm like, well, this feels good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nice. I, maybe I'll, I will definitely give that a shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that pretty much brings us to, to the end of this week's episode. Just a couple quick reminders to everybody. Go check out the new website, screeningandkingston.com. And do sign up for our movie club this week because we're kicking things off next week. So next week, we're talking about Black Cop, which is available on CBC Gem. The week after is The Ravenous, available on Netflix. And then The F Word, available also on CBC Gem. So go to screeningandkingston.com. You'll find the movie club tab there. Sign up. It's completely free. Uh, I know Akil was asking about payments. There's nothing. It's free. Completely free. You just have to sign up. We want you to sign up. We're not going to well, charge you Well, I guess it costs your Netflix. <laughs> your Netflix. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. It costs you whatever you pay for Netflix. But I promise you it's worth it to anyone out there of our fans. Like, it's worth it to, to be part of this because just the dialogue we can create around film, I think it's, it's really worth it and I've missed it. So I really loved our last movie club because we just talked about movies together, you and I, and, and, and lots of people wrote in. So definitely join the movie club. Um, because it's it, it's really going to be great to just dive in to talk about these three very, very unique and different films. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us. Go Streams the Movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.